So Kaleru, it is very strategically located between the deltas of Godavari and Krishna, one of the most beautiful wetlands that I've seen. And whenever these two deltas flood, the, the water will connect in Kuleru. And this is, becomes a very uh, good, uh, you know, flood buffer. And groundwater availability in the coast, uh, you know, fresh water is very scarce. So that is where it sustained a very rich fisheries and thereby, you know, a, an important population of open-built stocks. In fact, Asia's largest pelicanry of uh, open-built stocks was in Kuleru. But gradually... Uh, you know, human greed took over and the entire wetland was converted into fish tanks, culture fish tanks. And there were numerous ones. And when I went there in 2004-05, everybody and anybody uh, was their name in politics or money had a fish tank. So what's wrong with having fish tanks and wetland, you should ask, because the entire country eats Sandra fish. Uh, the Kolero fish. Kolero fish goes out to everyone. Every restaurant in this country today, when it serves you fish, there is a high likelihood that it comes from Kolero. Now, wetlands, uh, natural wetlands are not meant to do just one system alone. Right? So, as a human being, you are just not meant to be on your computer 24 hours a time. You, you have to go out, you have to play, you are a parent, uh, you are a teacher, you, you, you have multiple functions and wetlands are multifunctional systems. So in a natural system, they will recharge groundwater, they will do flood buffering, carbon sequestration, and also they can give you fish and agriculture, but not like an industry. When we convert it to an industry, so Colero, for example, over uh, 250 kilometers road length is sitting inside the wetland to create these small tanks. So what happens? Water becomes fragmented. Rather than one continuous sheet of water, it is now a sheet of tanks. So it cannot long, no longer buffer because for buffering, you need a large storage space. Now, these are small storage spaces and, and since uh, the cultured fish has to be protected, they cannot escape from one tank to the other tank. Water movement is not allowed. And then it becomes a hotbed of pollution. So all kinds of pollutants and chemical fertilizers and pesticides that are used by fish culture industry, they get locked up in the system and becomes toxic. And socially, it is also very disruptive because people who had big monies from Hyderabad and all these places, they, they were the owners of these tanks. But the original owners of the wetland, they are still laborers there. They get a very small pittance uh, out of the wetland. So now as the hydrology becomes very volatile, you know, if you have large floods in Iluru and everywhere, imagine your buffer is now gone. Your your basic protection um, is 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 gone, and unless uh, you know we we and this is not just the wetland; it is the tributaries as well. They need to so Podumeru, Ramiluru, these sort of small tributaries that used to connect to the wetland, and everywhere we now have hydraulic structures to control flow of water. So that's why we have to allow the tributaries to talk to the wetland, right? So we, we have to allow the veins and arteries to connect to our brain and heart and lungs. That is how a landscape is, 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 is a living one. It's a living landscape. So we'll have to clean up our tributaries, allow water to flow towards the wetland, talk to the wetlands, and this recycling will improve its health. Unfortunately, everybody is bothered about fish. We are just looking at fish economy. We are not having a, a longer-term view of uh, what a healthy system can provide, the biodiversity that it can sustain. 
and uh, that has uh, led to rapid decline of uh, cholera. Unfortunately, cholera is also a Ramsar site. I talked about uh, initially in our, my remarks that there was an international agreement around wetlands. So that agreement is called Ramsar Convention. Uh, Ramsar because uh, it's a town on uh, in Iran on the on the coast to the Caspian Sea. So when you become a party to the Ramsar Convention, you have to designate wetlands to the list of wetlands of international importance. So this is a global network of wetlands which, when conserved, can sustain global diversity, global diversity of life, and also about people. So worldwide, there are about two thousand eight hundred wetlands that are put to the list. And India has uh, 46 wetlands to the list. There are at least six more proposals. So Indian, um, you know, network of Ramsar sites is the largest in South Asia. Now, Koleru is also on that list. So what happens when you put the wetland on the list? First, uh, firstly, you commit to conserve the wetland. And second, you give an international commitment to ensure its wise use. Now, what is wise use? Wetlands are not protected areas 100%, so they, they need not be locked up. We can permit certain uses of wetlands which do not alter its natural character. So you can do agriculture in wetlands, you can do fishing in wetlands, as long as you don't add pesticides, you don't add chemical fertilizers, you don't change the hydrology, you don't change the water inflow and outflow pattern, you don't disturb the species. If you can ensure... Um, ensure all of this, uh, you know, uh, all of these conditions, then you can use the wetland. So, Koleru is a classical case of unwise use. We have done everything, uh, and, 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 and I often say, just for getting more fish on the plate, we have destroyed a living ecosystem, which was a critical water source for the region. And Supreme Court was also very terse, Every every uh, law agency of the country, law institution of the country, has been very terse on the situation in Colero. But unfortunately, wetlands figure very low in politics. Uh, people are seeing and lives. We are seeking seeing employment, but they are not looking at sustainability. You can't sustain. You know the fishing system will collapse. Several places where industrial, you know, fishing or or culture fish, uh, continuous culture fishing is done, you get you know swaths of diseases if you are on um, you know antibiotics for long you know the system becomes very vulnerable the diversity because the entire culture is about three to four species alone the diversity is completely lost and to sustain just three or four species monocultures you need to invest a lot of chemical fertilizers chemical pesticides insecticides antibiotics the water residues from Kuleru are amazingly bad that means health consequences for the fish, health consequences for the people. So it's, it's a sad story, four onwards till 2006. And, and I continue, um, you know, interacting with the governments on Kuleru. Uh, in, in indirect ways, I keep a tab on the system. So, uh, but the management plan was never implemented. Uh, we had given several recommendations. I think even uh, Rustalwards, as Dr. Patanjali Shastri, had very clear regulations on what could be done on Kuleru. So, uh, but governments have decided not to listen to scientists, not to listen to experts, and at their own peril. Because uh, in one time, you know, politics may have a five-year lifespan. 
but ecosystems once they are degraded in the landscape they hit back i will give you example of uh, another example in kashmir in shrinagar so i was working on bullar uh, and i realized that wetland had shrunk by over 50% people had taken land out of uh, that wetland for agriculture and everything and then we said that you know we need to secure bullar not for uh, the region alone it is a flood buffer for shrinagar any excess rainfall in shrinagar bullar is the place where it is absorbed and the moment we uh, kill the bullar lake shrinagar will be under water in no time and look at what happened in 2014 15 16 17 in those days conserving bullar would have costed no longer no no more than 200 250 odd crores today the flood damages alone run into thousands and thousands of crores huge waste of public money so if we are conscious of our ecosystems because every time floods uh, these days uh, look at chennai floods for example 2014 13 when our airport came under water uh, the entire if you if you just take at the number of wage days that were lost but also look at the market capitalization the way stock markets behave the the, the damage runs into lakh crores the solution is pretty simple you have to ensure palaykarni is conserved you have to ensure that uh, our wetlands are alive it's a small cost to pay for hungamous damages that flood uh, wreaking uh, on our society these days everybody has a role uh, to play in wetlands conservation wetlands are not just the responsibility of governments it is our responsibility to ensure that uh, wetlands are healthy and for this first of all just step out of your room every time uh, you open a tap of water and water flows in always remember that this water is flowing in your glass because there was a healthy wetland bringing this to your tap every time you flush your toilet always remember that this will end up in a wetland and so we have to be water wise first thing that we do as individually then step out and find out how where is the wetland in your locality know about it talk about it to everyone ensure that these places are not dumped encroach be a watchdog connect to a local ngo uh, you know use your camera to photograph life around wetlands create interest around wetlands and participate in wetlands management we have uh, recently uh, government of india is celebrating bharat ka amrut mahotsav in which uh, wetland mitras are being created all around Uh, all around the country so you become your wetland mitra and by becoming friend of the wetland you will become an important stakeholder uh, for wetlands conservation so uh, take it on to yourselves uh, into conserving the fate of wetlands if the wetlands are alive water will continue flowing in the landscape if the water disappears we will have to blame ourselves for having becoming a part and parcel of a lifestyle which was built on damaging wetlands for times to come so it's time to bend the curve and it is time to be conscious of uh, our beautiful natural assets let's conserve wetlands while they they are still in good health <laughs>